Hello, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, gamers, geezers, geeks, and video viewers alike. It's our first most nut fun podcast in 2021. As I, as always, I'm going to put my stool, Nigel. Uh, on this side, hello. Visual gag doesn't work on the podcast. I think he's I can't hear anyone at the moment. I don't know if I, I can hear Nigel, but I can't hear you. Sorry, guys. You can't hear me. Oh, yeah, there you are. That, yeah, I can. I was reading your lips. That's why I thought. Right, oh, okay. okay. All right. Anyway, yeah, you're, you seem to be back. I think you and, need to uh, make your microphone snow. slightly closer. My microphone's fine. Oh, we can I'll hear you fine it. now. This is a okay. this is a great oh, start hang on to a second. Uh, January. Oh. Sharing twenty first and the gremlins bloody pop out. You yeah. were absolutely fine, you know. Beforehand, we're absolutely fine. I'm wondering if it's turned on adaptive mic leveling, which sometimes it does, which is annoying as hell. Anyway, welcome to the first Monkey Nut Punch podcast of 2021. As always on these podcasting journeys, it's Nigel. Hello, hello, everyone, and and stuff. And um, a man who's in lockdown at a holiday resort. In Thailand, <laughs> it's Keith. I'm I, I'm literally cast away on a desert island, and I am not lying. I'm sitting on a beach. I can see palm trees and sand. Do you know what I can and think this is of? Not worse a lie. Places. Oh, there are I mean, far worse places I, I, to be stuck. I've I've been in lockdown, and so is G. Uh, in our houses, and yes, we're allowed to go for walks and stuff, and go to the shop uh, to buy essentials. However, Keith is on a desert island, and I think I much prefer to be there. Really, really would. Yes, I'm not complaining. Although the bar's shut, I couldn't order myself a pina colada, which I'm I'm not oh. I'm not impressed by. Um, well, but, uh, um, do you know? Yeah, there's far am, worse places to be locked down. I am insanely jealous because one of the thing one of the programs we'll talk about later actually reminds me a little bit of where you are at the moment. Yeah, <laughs> apart from the murder. Apart from the murder, are you there to solve any murders, Keith? No, unfortunately, yeah. there has been no murders. And, and you haven't been recruited yes. by the local um, constabulary to become a detective? No, but there are a lot of friendly geckos, um, which ah. my wife is scared crapless of, uh, and I love them. And, and uh, there's two that were living on our landing, and they seemed to have a party last night because another three turned up, and she, she, uh, she was not best amused. And I'm and thinking they're all cute little things, but she, she's yeah, she scared them. So yeah, there are geckos, lots of them. Big but just ones. call them all Harry. Yeah, call them all Harry. <laughs> and anyway, this podcast is a podcast where we're going to talk about our favourite things that kept us sane during 2020. Um, some of them happened at the end of 2019 and kind of bled over into 2020, and some of them. Uh, in 2020 and kind of bled over into 2021. So, first of all, we're going to talk about our favourite TV shows. And we can't talk about our favourite TV shows without talking about our fate mom, my favourite TV show at the moment, The Expanse, which has been airing on Amazon. And I found out something really interesting, Nigel, we might want to do. You can do watch parties for anything on Amazon Prime on Twitch. So we could do a watch party, uh-huh. watch the whole episode of The Expanse um, on Twitch, and we don't get hit with copyright strike because Amazon owned Twitch, and 
Prime, which is fantastic. But anyway, going back into that, uh, the Expanse came back and it, it unveiled its, how can I put it, the worst boyfriend in the world ever in the shape of Marco Inaros, um, who is a belter who has now decided to take control of the soul system. Um, and he's done it through some insidious ways. He's attacked the Martian Parliament. He's um, in league with someone called Winston Duarte, Commander Winston Duarte at the moment, um, who is after a, a certain proto-molecule, um, and they've given him a navy and whatnot. And it's fantastic. He's got, he's a great bad guy, and it all the crew are all broken up into little bits. You've got Alex and Bobby doing their own thing. You've got Holden stuck on Tycho Station. You've got um, Naomi Nagata. She's being held hostage by Marcos Anaris on the, on the Pella. Uh, and then you've got Amos on Earth and Avisarola on the moon. The last episode, really good. The previous episode, even better. That one where everything just went to shit when they started dropping rocks. Um, and then they took out uh, Fred Johnson and stole the proto molecule. Mwah, fantastic bit of TV. Um, and then they had the follow-up to it. It's a bit weird because the girl who portrays Fred Johnson and shoots him doesn't shoot him in the book, but she does portray the crew by putting in the firmware, which will cause the reactor to explode when you switch it on. So it was a bigger kind of, oh, my God, you're on the bad side. You've been on the good side. You've been fixing their ship every time they turn up at Tycho Station. Uh, but that's kind of missing in, in, in this story. Um so it doesn't quite carry that impact. Then you've got Naomi, who's with Marcos. And Marcos showing his real stripes as a complete bastard as he kind of puts down Philip and the others. And at one point, she walks in to have dinner with them. And they're like the evil version of the Rosinante crew. Yeah, you've got a big fella in there like Amos. You've got Marcos, who's holding. And you've got the black girl, who's like uh, Naomi. Apart from you've got Philip replacing Alex, which is a bit on the weird side. But it did give me the kind of like the mirror opposite of what the Russellanti are doing and, and, and tries to, it was fantastic. Um, Amos breaking out of the pit with, um, with Clarissa, uh, Kernichak being an absolute bastard and that's and getting killed at the end. Absolutely brilliant. I loved it all. I can't, I've got so many thoughts whirling around my head in, in, in to do with it. I'm just going to ask you guys to talk, and I'm going to add in bits as you talk. So um, uh, Nigel watched it recently, so I'll go to Nigel first, and then we'll go to Keith after. Yeah, well, um, uh, I was trying to remember um, Clarissa's name. Uh, Clarissa, Clarissa, is it Clarissa? Mal? Clarissa, yeah. Clarissa Mal. Yeah, I was trying to recall. So I recognised her face, and it's been a while since I watched The Expanse. And then I was looking at it again. Recognise her. But luckily, on the tablet, when you're watching Amazon Prime, you can tap it, and it will tell you the, the actress's or the actor's name. And the X, the that it's called X-Ray. It's got that feature yeah. on it when you watch on TV too. So you can okay. pause it, it'll pop up, and it'll tell you all the people in the sink and who they are. So yeah, it's fantastic. It's great for That watching. was really handy. I was going, what was her name? I can't quite tap oh yes now okay but i can't remember why she was in what seems to be a maximum facility maximum uh... she she destroyed an earth freight uh, support frigate and uh, blamed holden on it and almost started off uh, in uh interplanetary war between the belters and everyone else but why okay so vaguely remember that but why um has she been pumped full of drugs what is it that. She has she has an implant that she can trigger and for, it gives her about 10 seconds of super strength and then causes her to pass out. 
And if right. you remember the, the 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 one where they were going to the ring gate and stuff, she kills someone like in an instance in the book. She stuffs them into her her locker in her in a like kind of quarters. Um, but in this, she shoves them into the locker of the, the ship that gets destroyed. But she's these things, yeah, and that's how she overpowered Ashford and the guards at the end, so they could do it. But they're like in the roof of her mouth. These things. The problem is that that implant that gives you all that super strength and stuff is built for suicide missions. So it's not supposed to be in there long term, yeah. And because it's not, it's, it's not slowly screwing her up. Yeah, it's slowly screwing her up, and that's why um, Amos has turned up. And then, but along with Amos, where he's had the death of the person who was the closest thing to a mother that he could have had, with her dying, and she looked after him, he now feels responsible for someone else because he's not—he's not like a person to be a father or whatnot, given what happened to him as a child. But he does want to look after someone in that way, and Clarissa is that person. And it's great when they have the little scene where he turns up, "Are you here to save me?" And then she starts crying because he, yeah, he is there to save her. And spoiler warning, he, he does save her. Yeah, in the end, and he um, he keeps calling the other bloke, uh, the brute, tiny, tiny. Yeah. <laughs> Hand check. That's Don't call me tiny. <laughs> Oh, yeah, God, but that... but but uh, um, he gets his uh, he gets his revenge in the end, though, doesn't he? <laughs> Boy, does oh God, yeah. <laughs> oh, dude, he, uh, yeah, he uh, he fucks that guard up, doesn't he? And then the other one pulls the guy's gun out and uses his hand to shoot the gun. Yeah, and then um, what's he most suplexes him down the lift shaft. He's been watching a bit of wrestling. Oh, dude, when he went down the lift shaft, you see him bat at the side of the wall, and you're like, yeah, Phew. sorry. I mean. I've 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 loved season five. I I, I thought season four was a, was a, a step up cinematic wise um, from seasons three and production wise. It just looked so much more polished. I mean, see, season one, two, and three. The first half of season three is just amazing story wise. But because they were on Sci Fi Channel, they had a limited budget. budget. You go and watch season four, and just everything looks so much more polished. Um, but season five, the story has just been so engaging, and 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 you know you just want to see the next episode. And you know how they freaking left the, this episode with Bobby and uh, Alex stranded in space because they've dumped the core of the ship. You know who rescues them. I'll get, I know who's going to rescue them. But, and you know um, what? Even it, though they even they even showed the ship that he was going to rescue them in because they have to leave the Ross and Auntie behind because the firmware needs sorting out. But I love the I love the I love the episode. Um, I love Sarah, which you know I, I I I can't get enough of her. Um, I I just I just need more of her um, because just I fucking love her. I know Nigel, her the way she talks bothers you, but I I. Fucking lover. <laughs> I just like she's... I like the fact that she's just no bullshit. <laughs> she says what she fucking thinks, and that's what I like. Um, and uh, I, I've I've enjoyed Bobby in this. Uh, I like Bobby being a bit more edgy, and and you know her. Uh, I, I love Bobby. Um, I still find Naomi slightly annoying, and I don't know if that is the actress or. Or what? But I do find Naomi slightly annoying. Don't always root for Naomi. It's, um, it's, I think when, it's the fact that she goes full belter when she's away from the crew. Yeah, it, I, I don't think it's the belter thing. Belt. I think it's, 
she annoyed the hell out of me in season three when she expected everybody to listen to her after she betrayed the crew. You know, I mean, she screwed over the fucking crew, and then it was almost like this this sense of entitlement. You should listen to me. No, you fucked us over. And then there's that. There's just a slight sense of entitlement again, where she's on the ship and she just expects her son to fucking you know listen to her, and mm-hmm. and and she she seems very righteous and. And I'm not sure it's as clear cut as that. Like you know, the guy that the the old guy um, who who clearly is, you know, split between his loyalty to her and his loyalty to to Marcus and 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 the belt. Um, I find the way she's treated him. I don't know. I I, I just find her irritating at the moment. But then. Um, I think I'm not entirely sure you're not meant to, um, but uh, that maybe that's just me. I think the guy that's playing Marcus, uh, Marcus Anaris, is perfectly cast. And I mean perfectly cast. God knows where they found him, but he's brilliant. And um, you, you can't fault the casting in this show. It's just so damn good. Oh, Marco is a... Marco Anaris character, he's, he's an absolute arsehole. And it's the way he's so manipulative and he's quite obviously manipulative where it, it's like the conversation he has about the rocks, yeah? It goes one rocket and the thing he would have been, you know, you know, a miracle. Two, which shows us tactical brilliance. Three, says that we'd, they'll never fuck with us again, yeah? He's turned that to his favour, yeah? And then they kind of down, he kind of, you know, chits on um, Philip and that. The bit I like too is I hate I hate characters that are inactive in the storyline. So when Naomi gets a knife from the kitchen and goes to stab him on the bridge, um, I really appreciate that because I hate it when you have characters that have been caught and they just like sit around and like they do fuck all. But and her that just son kind of saved her there. Her. her son saved her there. I mean, it, I I know the story that this is based on. I can't remember the end of it, um, but you can see where it's going um but oh god this is just this, this is just so well bloody made it's so well made it's so well written and it's so well adapted for tv um and it, the, the the people behind this show are are bloody good and um, and they're making a show that that is engaging it is not full of politics it, 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 there's politics there, but it's politics within within the story, um, and yet it somehow manages to be one of the most diverse bloody programs on TV, and it does it all without being annoying or virtue signalling or fake, and and it just happens to be the best damn thing on TV at the moment or on Amazon or streaming. It, it's it, it's weird because Bobby has a conversation with Alex in a previous episode where she talks about how Mars is dying. Yeah. She says that there's no point you know, sorting Mars out. We can just bugger off and find a new planet, yeah? And then the character, I think his name's Sin, who's the big Amos stand-in, the evil version of Amos yeah. for the Beltage, yeah? He talks to Naomi, and he has pretty much the same conversation with her. He turns around and said, look, they make us, you know, fight for air, fight for water, because they're not going to share the resources. He goes, we can't go down on those planets. And if we do go down on those planets and we have children, they're no longer Belters. So we start with dying off. We're as fucked as the Martians are. Yeah, and he gives her that speech. And that kind of tells you the motivations behind what's going on. Why why Marcus will be so keen 
to step up now and why the Martians will be so keen to help them now. Yeah, because the Martians aren't going to be the Martians. The Martians are going to be the fucking Laconians. And it's going to be... It's just... It's so well put together. There's little things in there that happens. Marcus Anaris is an arsehole. You're right. But but his cause is not entirely unjust. I mean, okay, his methods and, you know, killing millions, okay, completely wrong. But the cause has some sympathetic sides, if that makes... The, the fact is, I like complexity, that it, that, that it isn't... That, that, you know, they're not fighting for a bad cause. That there, isn't, that, that there is some sympathy there, that, that it's complex and complicated. Yeah, he's got sense. It's an intelligent series. He's got layers to him. He's not doing it without reason. He's not doing it to be a bad mustache twirling. He's doing it because he feels that um, belters are going to die off and then they're no longer going to be belters. And then the belters that are there, then no one's going to care for them. They'll just die out and they don't want to do that. But he does become a much bigger asshole later on. He's got so much assholiness that he needs to get through before he dies. Is this just this is not peak Marcus. Spoiler. Not spoiler. That everyone you, you've got to be able to up the ante at one point. Um and T uh... Okay, yeah. I mean I I can see where it's going. As I said, I can't remember the end of this because I don't think I got to the end through one thing or another, and I need to. But I, I know that he is gonna meet his end because I know there's a bigger bad standing behind him. Um and and they've slightly hinted at that in this episode. Um, and they've also hinted at the fact that the son saves Naomi from killing the father, and and you don't know if she. It's obvious that he's not just saving his father; that he that he's saving his mother from committing that act. Yeah. Um, and that's the first sign of oh, you know, not everything is completely rosy here. That he's not, you know, he's not drinking all all, all from the Marcus's call aid completely. Um, so it's, yeah, it's, I'm loving it. It's, it's, it's been absolutely awesome. It is the highlight of, 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 of my week and it's only on a Wednesday. It should air on a Friday. Um, that's my only complaint. It yeah. Be on a Friday because yeah. then it would be you know, the start to each weekend. Um, but, uh, as much as I bitch and moan about the fact that, that, that I can't watch a whole lot of once, it does make it something to look forward to each week. Uh, the other thing is, I think they made it with that in mind. Yeah, mm. because it does feel like they're waiting for one one episode to to the next. Okay, we talked enough. We've waxed lyrical enough about the expanse. Now the world's slowest man has managed to catch up on Mandalorian, even though me and I, me and Keith have have watched it. So, um, Nige, uh, one of the things that we do, me and Keith, enjoyed during twenty twenty. Was the, the the second series of The Mandalorian, which was done extremely well and very very enjoyable. So now you've caught up. What do you think? I I really like it. Um, I was a bit disappointed with um, Ashoka. Is that her name? Ashoka. Ashoka. Yeah. Um, I do you know what? The more and more I see of Jedi's, the more and more I think they're religious sealers who are so blinkered especially when it came to the child she was like i can't teach him he hasn't yeah, been but in hang on she's, fucking you're, forget, you're, you're forgetting one thing 
she's not a Jedi. No, she gave up after because Anakin, Anakin was a teacher, and and the reason she gave up is because Anakin became Darth Vader. Keith. So she's like, oh, maybe Jedi's um, not, not such a good thing. It's not something I'm forgetting. It's something <laughs> I never knew because okay. I'm sure if I'm sure I, that's probably in one of these cartoons that they yes, told yes. you. Because you've got Disney Plus Rebels. now, you can get access no. to the Clone Wars and no, the Rebels, so you can watch all of them. Second series of Rebels, I think, is the best with Darth Vader. Because, right, yeah. When because from my point of view, I didn't know that she. I, I thought I just thought she was a Jedi. I didn't know that she was um, not finished her training and whatnot. Um, and I didn't know. I certainly didn't know she was trained by Anakin. Uh, so I I, I suppose I, I suppose Nige, you you you've you've brought up a, a point here. There, there was a lot of criticism of the second season that was paying too much fan service, and I suppose by the fact that we know why Soka acts the way she does because we've watched the cartoon, you have formed a, a, a different opinion, and that's an interesting one. And I, and I'm not saying you're wrong to form that opinion. I just, my opinion was when she first came on screen, I was like, yeah, cool. She's going to take a child. She's going to, you know, teach him. She found out we had powers. Oh, cool. You know, they're going to work together. They worked together. They defeated the evil witch lord person girl in the village. Freed the people. And then she went, no, I'm not doing it. I went, what? You, you're a dick, mate, then. How can you not take in a little child? And he is a child. Yeah. He's even doing the goo goo gaga noises, so mm. it is a child. And I sat there going, she hasn't even explained herself as to why. She just said, "I can't take him in. You've got to go to this rock in this island and just let him, let him do the rest." It was like, "Well, what am I waiting for then?" You know, there is there an no, there, It just made her look. There like is a an dick. explanation. There is an explanation at the end, but it would have had no effect on you, and therefore you wouldn't have understood. And again, you wouldn't have understood why, because you because you haven't seen the cartoons. So I suppose maybe if you're not a fan, then then maybe there's some there is some criticism yeah. worthy there. Yeah, but the reason is that she's looking for a bad guy that screwed them all over, and when she says where is Thorn, that's the reason why she won't train Grogu because she is on a mission to you know do this guy in, um, and this guy is a threat. He's been saying. He's being set up as the um, the the Milan Mandalorian versus a version of Thanos. That's what they're doing. Possibly, yes. No, he no, they are the Literally, John Favreau has literally just got the Marvel playbook and gone. But they've got to get they've they've got to get what's his face from Sherlock to to play him in real life. Or, or I, I or, imagine they probably it's got to be voiced by him. That voice yeah. is what makes him so fucking sinister. Um, and, and, and if they, did, yeah. the guy that was the guy that Sherlock murders, the Danish dude that played um, Charles, uh, they renamed him, but he's based on the, on, on the original character of Charles Augustus Milverton. But I, he was called something. No, else not Milverton. In, in Milverton's. Sherlock. They split the Milverton character into two. Yeah, they, yeah, they kind of did. Um, but anyway, the guy that plays him, that Sherlock shoots voices thorn in rebels and and in clone wars and thorn was was uh, uh, a a a general in 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 the empire who was blue skinned and and throughout the whole of the expanded universe he was like the big bad 
Thanos-style geezer. Um, and then when Disney bought Star Wars, they did away with the expanded universe, but they bought back Thorn because he was so goddamn popular. And and anyway, he disappears at the end of Rebels. He disappears with a load of space fish and Ezra Miller. And then um, Ahsoka and Sabine Wren go on a hunt for him. Um, and that's where it was left off. Now, the fact that Ahsoka is back means that Sabine is somewhere. Supposedly, maybe. And it also means that Ezra Miller is somewhere, which we thought was going to turn up at the end of um, The Mandalorian. As it turns out, a really bad CGI version of, of Luke Skywalker turns up. Um, but it was awesome. I, I've watched it again, and it is awesome. It's fucking awesome. Um, I, it's just the CGI is really bad. And I, I saw a guy with a deep fake app do a much better good job of it. <laughs> Well, um, I don't. I don't know. Um, it looked all right from my perspective. Um, the CGI of uh, Mark Hamill, it did look all right. You know, they couldn't get Mark obviously because he's a bit older now. Apparently, so, that was was Mark Hamill. Yeah, it was voiced as Mark Hamill. It wasn't Apparently Mark Hamill. That was, no, that was him I, on I, that. Uh, that's that. Was it? bit where he's standing on the set talking to them, it was, because apparently they had to keep it secret all year round. Oh, well, I know it was certainly him voicing it in the end. I, I, I did realise it was him voicing it. But look, I mean, I really understand why people, the, the people that really enjoy Star Wars are really emotional about it. The second time I watched it, I was far more emotional. Um, and, and just watching Luke Skywalker fully fucking empowered fully jedi just yeah. fucking obliterating those dark troopers was awesome um and it's single-handedly yeah. the best damn thing that disney have ever done i i i watched that when i saw that that the x-wing come in and i went they're not gonna they're not gonna do luke skywalker yeah, and then he comes in and i went looks so crish yeah i'm going oh, looks so crish and then the green lightsaber comes out i'm like no, and I'm just sitting there going, yeah, I've got you've got all the way up into the bridge until he takes his hood down. I'm just going, No, they're not gonna do Disney. <laughs> Disney not. do something sensible like that. No, never. And then he pulls his head down. And I went, Oh, I can't wait to hear the guy's reaction to this. <laughs> because me and you, we were trying to work out who was because we knew someone was gonna come up and save the baby at the end. Yeah, that was definite, but we both ruled out Luke Skywalker. We did. We both went. You were like Mace Windu. I was like um, Ezra Miller. Yeah. So we both had like picked sides and stuff. And the one thing that we really wanted, which we went, Disney are not going to do, they did. And I was like, shit. Because you were like, it's going to be Mace Window, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, no, it's not going to be fucking Mace Window. And I wanted to call you up to tell you, you're wrong. It wasn't fucking Mace Window. It was Luke Skywalker. That was, uh, that was the first time that, 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 from my perspective, Disney. Did something sensible uh, and turned a corner. And I've I've listened to a lot of people talk about this, and they tell me I said, if you'd have done that in the films, you would have made billions. And they didn't. Yeah. And that's the bit that's upsetting. All you had to do was have all three of them on camera for one fucking scene. One scene. All you needed. You could have killed them all after that. One scene. Where yeah. all three of them are standing next to each other. You've got Luke doing some fucking Jedi mind. If Luke fucking did that as as older Luke and then got killed, 
people would have forgiven it. People would have gone, yeah, he died a hero. He died doing what he was amazing at. You, know, you, you could have killed all three of them, right? I, and had you done it in a heroic way, people would have been lapping this shit up. People would have been all over that fucking part. Had you got a plan from the offset, had you got a director that wasn't fucking J.J. Abrahams, you've got somebody in at the beginning, if you, if you just fucking planned it, you could, have, you, could have, you could have done it. You could have killed them. You could have had these new actors come in. You could have had the new, the new cast come in. All we wanted was, was that hero shot. And, and, and I completely understand why people like Star Wars Theory burst into fucking tears when they saw that. Because Luke Skywalker and Han Solo were such important characters for so many kids. Me included. I was fucking brought up on Star Wars. I, I, I had no hope. I mean, the first present I ever remember was a bloody Millennium Falcon. Um, and, I, you know, Luke Skywalker, Han Solo and Leia were my heroes as a kid, along with Superman and E.T. And, and, and those were the movies that I used to watch all the time. Star Wars, Turn of the Jedi, E.T., Superman. Um, okay. and E.T.? Oh, you should be lucky. If you hang around E.T., there's a good chance you might probe oh, my you dad had a boot. Finger. My dad had a bootleg. I don't have a bootleg of ET on VHS. I know um, I had a bootleg of fucking ET. My yeah, grandparents had one because it was they had that but, and uh, the, the 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 Michael Jackson and they had Michael Jackson's Moonwalker video on there too because that was hard to get hold of in those days. But okay, you know, uh, you, I, I just just I mean just to to explain the the, the emotion. We I mean when we were the the, the artist formerly known as Facebook and we reacted that trailer reaction to Force Awakens. Why that scene that they put into that trailer just bought, just had such an emotion for me when Solo walks onto the ship with Chewie and goes, we're home. That gave me goosebumps, right? And then you see the film and it was a bit shit. But George Favreau and, and they fled me, I don't, in one fucking scene, managed to bring back the fandom. Anyway, just Why to, the fuck just are they not in charge of Star Wars? Right, just to hang on a second. Just a, just a couple of things to note. One, um, Nigel probably didn't know about this. There's a guy called Star Wars Theory. He's got a YouTube channel. 2.7 million, million people follow yeah. him on YouTube. Yeah, Big fucking following, yeah? One of the guys from the Lucas Story Group, this is the Kathleen Kennedy's high He's guns. a vice president. He's vice president of creativity. Okay, a guy called Pablo Hidalgo, yeah, insulted him insulted him on Twitter by saying he shouldn't be showing his emotions and he goes those should be kept private and stuff like that yeah that guy has two point his influence is 2.7 million apparently the day before he insulted them Disney installed a um, a president of social media or something along those social media and marketing yeah. something along those days so he did that and then he was told to apologize to Pablo Hidalgo they can't the time Pablo Pablo Hidalgo is a, a um, was told to apologize to this guy so they the guy sent him a telephone number and an, an, and an email um star wars theory doesn't want anything to do with it because star wars theory turned turn around and he's got he talks about being like bullied and stuff as a kid and when he had chemotherapy and his hair was missing and all this horrible shit that he went through uh, and he doesn't want anything to do with it which is probably the right thing to do the because this department... guy this guy pinned the fucking tweet uh you know then everybody reacts no, he to turned it, it into you're his, 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 his 
banner picture. Yeah, he, he turned it into a banner to be a prick because yeah. he is an absolute prick, right? And this then, is... and then, 24 hours later, removes everything because Disney comes down on him like a fucking ton of bricks and then gives one of the most insincere apologies I've ever seen. This guy should be fired. Yeah. He, no, no, he should be fired. Any other company, he would be fired. I have no idea why they didn't fire him. I don't know why they haven't fired him for his previous stuff. I would be looking at his him as a value for money proposition and turn around and say, two point seven million people are going to know that you're a dick and you work for us. You're not even a movie star. There's the door. Bye bye. That's it. Because that's the thing you do. Instead of instead of getting him to think, if they fired him on the fucking spot, this would be over, right? And 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 you know you you win the fans back. And then you do this. I, I just, Jesus Christ. Yeah. You, uh, you need to put Filoni and Favreau in uh, charge. Get rid of Kennedy. Hold on. Get rid wait, of wait, everybody wait, else running that please, thing please, and put those guys in charge. Cuckoo tits. I'm, there is some good news. I'm pissed about it. Apparently, Galaxy's Edge in um, Disney World and Disneyland, the control of that is being given over to John Favreau and Dave Filoni. And they're going to bring it back t- towards the Mandalorian because more people watched the Mandalorian and enjoyed it. Yeah, which is going to be good. Anyway, we've 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 gone on about that. We're going to talk about the, one of my favourite TV shows. My wife enjoyed this too, Cobra Kai. It was originally uh, YouTube's original. I think Netflix bought the rights via Sony. It's produced by Will Smith and John Lasseter, um, and it's brilliant. It is brilliant. The it's reason so that Will Smith is the reason Will Smith is involved is because he bought the rights. Because that he bought the rights to make that remake it with Jackie Chan and his kid, didn't he? That's why Will yeah. Smith is involved. He owns he owns Karate Kid or something. Well, certainly owns a share. Of Probably it. does. Um, yeah. But that's that, that's to, that's to get away from it. The story of Johnny Lawrence and uh, and Daniel Russo as grown ups, and then the influence they have on children, and then. The children doing mad things. Really good. So good. You see, um, Karate Kid film <clears throat> came on TV the other week uh, during Christmas. And um, uh, I, we only caught the last couple of minutes of it. You know where he does the crow kick thing? Yes, which was um, an illegal kick. It's an illegal kick. I was going to say that. Um, because... It becomes... It- Hang on a second. It comes up in the show because Johnny Lawrence, every time he has an interaction with Danny Russo, goes, you beat me with an illegal kick. Is that, does that come up in Cobra Kai? That comes up in Cobra Kai. Oh, good. Because it I does. think... He holds it over him. Although, um, Daniel, I just find him in the films just a bit boring. Um, but uh, it's a bit... Eh, the films, really. Now, watching them back... Um, you know, it's a bit. Uh, um, I still can't get over really? the fact you, with an illegal kick, uh, because obviously I did karate for quite a few years. I'm a brown belt. Um, I know what a legal kick is, and I see it and I go, "How can but you?" It comes, up, it, 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 it comes up in the show. It does. It comes up. You beat me with an illegal kick. It turns and goes, "Oh no, no!" But that's not the Hill Valley rules. They were playing by different rules, and the think above the waist counted. If, and that, it, and it, is, it is a sort and a sticking point, which I really enjoy because because yeah. if you if you watch if you watch Karate Kid from Johnny Lawrence's thing, this Daniel Larusso turns up, steals his girlfriend, yeah. He then tries to put him back in his place. 
he then he then beats him with a legal kick in a, in a karate competition. So it yeah. has different connotations. From, it looks different from different angles. It's great. I was going to say, from a different perspective, Daniel Russo is the He's prick. A dick. <laughs> and the um, only thing I've seen of this Cooper Kai is um, where Daniel uh, does something, and 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 the fella that is there, you know, the one who he beat, and um, he introduces uh, to some people that he's with, maybe in a car showroom or something, and um, he goes, oh, and they go, oh, is this the guy that you you beat? Yeah, I beat his ass, like, and I'm sitting there going, you're a tosser, mate. No, no. This is the thing is they, they quick mate. They what do you call it? They they flip from being assholes to nice people back and forth, which makes yeah. them much more interesting as you're watching it. And it's the same with the kids too. Because right. if you look at the, the Hawk kid in in the first season, is the one is the one with the, the funny lip, yeah. Um cleft palate person. He has his ass kicked, yeah, at school and gets bullied because he's got cleft palate and whatnot. And then he becomes a bully when he learns learns karate. And he turns into the bully for ages until you get to season three and then stuff happens and I can't talk about it because you guys haven't watched it. I am gonna so, be, um... so, so it was clear that he was going to get, he, he was going to get, you know, the, 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 you're, you've hit the nail on the head in the fact that the clever thing about Cobra Kai is they they, 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 they change perspectives. So you go from Daniel being a dick, Daniel being a nice guy. Basically, they turn them into three-dimensional characters. Um, and neither of them are good and neither of them are bad. Um, I miss Mr. Miyagi um, because, you know, I don't like Axon, um, which everybody knows, um, and it translates into all languages. Um, but, um, I mean, Crafty Kid's still a good movie. It's still like a boy if you watch it now. I don't think it's in there um, because I love Mr. Miyagi. Um, but I think what they've done... It, although it misses Mr. Miyagi, he's still there. And, and, and the fact that they've somehow managed to make it look and feel like the films and yet give that three-dimensional um, stuff to all of the characters is very, very clever. It's very well made. It's, it, again, very, very likable to watch. And it was one of my... It is my favourite thing from YouTube Originals. And I'm glad that Netflix... Oh, thank you, Netflix. Played this for another couple of seasons. Yes, um, I, I like the fact that when Johnny and Danny are put together in the same room, they have more in common than they have than they don't have. Yeah, and then in the first series, there's a bit where they kind of team up to try and sort something out, and you can see that under other circumstances, they would be the best of friends. Yeah, and that's the really funny thing. They're the best of friends, but they've had that arsehole competitive edge that only men seem to have. And it's quite good where you've got Johnny, John Lawrence, who doesn't, he, who is kind of, he's removed from time slightly. So he makes jokes. It's like, let's put that on the internet because use one of those hash brown things on it. <laughs> yeah. Because he's like removed from the internet. And it's like kind of <laughs> yeah. him and the Miguel kid when they team up in this series. That, all right, I'm going to spoil something. Yeah. Um, the Miguel kid gets his back broken at the end of the second season, yeah, and he spends most of the whole of the third season recovering. But Johnny Lawrence does it in a way that, how can I put it, wouldn't be recommended by doctors. Um, he tells him a story yep. about um, some Chinese dairy farmers um, uh, being lazy and waiting for water. And he goes, "That story's made up." He goes, "It, it talks about this thing where this old man lit fires under each one of them, yeah." Now he can't feel his legs, yeah. 
and he's telling him this story and he's like kind of because that's a shit story because it's not true it doesn't make any sense it goes yeah and i was trying to distract you from the fact that i've set fire to your shoes <laughs> and he set fire to the kid's shoes and he goes go on move <laughs> and then there's like kind of okay and he's like he goes right you can make it and he like it's almost like little britain in places the two of them together hilarious and then for the team up for daniel and johnny in this series they go around behaving like a buddy cop kind of people, but they're not cops. And there's a bit where he's driving in his like flash, uh, Daniel's driving in his flashy Audi and whatnot. And he's like, you know, talk, talking on the thing and that. And Johnny then says, oh, I'll chase him down. So he jumps into the car, gets control and goes, oh, this thing's got some real speed like that. And he's like breaking the law and whatnot. Because they've got it in their heads, the both of them for a moment, that they're cops. <laughs> and they just get carried away. It's brilliant it's absolutely brilliant and in the second series they have one where they go out to um they go out to a mexican restaurant and they can't get a separate table so the the wife of daniel and the girlfriend of of johnny said no, i'll just sit together and they're sitting there and they're chatting away and it is and there's a bit they have like a little moment and it these they do this in in the show and they do it really well but they have these little moments where the waitress comes up to the table she takes the order but she doesn't write anything down so Johnny's like kind of Johnny's like kind of uh, can you write it down? Because you'll cock it. Oh, no, Daniel, sorry, he's like, can you write it down? Yeah, goes and 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 as she goes away, Johnny's like, she's gonna cock up the order. Yeah, she's gonna cock, she didn't write it down. And Daniel's like, yeah, yeah, she's gonna cock up the order. Comes back, guess what? She's cut the fucking order up. And they're both like, yeah, see, told you so. And then they have that little moment where they're both on the same side. And those little glimmers, it's really kind of it makes it yeah. more engaging and it gives the characters yeah. more depth. It does one one spoiler I'll ask for. Does what's her face turn up in season three? The yes. girlfriend. Yeah. She's the one who gets that brings them together. Okay. Cool. But you have to wait a fucking long time for it to happen. Of course. Is that, yeah, gonna, is that, the, that one out. Uh from the first film? Yes. Yes. The one they've who been, was in um, They've been was... teasing her for two seasons. They've been teasing her for two seasons. <laughs> And seeing as she yes. hasn't got a job in the boys anymore, because um, uh, you know she got fucking razor eyed. Um, so... <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, right. yes, love Cobra Kai. Awesome. It is Cobra Kai is fantastic. Now, another TV series. I think we all, all three of us like this TV series. And Nigel brought this up right at the beginning, and my wife loves it, and I love it too. And it's it's. It's it's nice entertainment. It's, it, I put it in the same vein as Cobra Kai, where it's just nice to watch these people do things. Even though there's murder involved, it's called Death in Paradise. And it's set on a Caribbean island of San Marie, but it's not San Marie, it's actually a place called Guadeloupe. Uh, and they're like yeah, uh, the police. When you say it's involving murder, it's kind of like sweet, fluffy murder. <laughs> yes, it's sweet, it is sweet, fluffy murder. It's yeah. not gruesome. It, it's not kicking it, in. It's Midsummer's murder. Isn't summer's murders just done well on a on a fucking well, desert I, island? The, the thing, the <laughs> thing is, the amount of murders they have on this island, I wouldn't go Everyone's to that dead. island. <laughs> oh, it's the same in midsummer's murders, though, wasn't it? That that was the running joke that everybody in the fucking Midlands was dead. <laughs> oh, the house prices <laughs> are really low. <laughs> the house prices are really low. It must be really cheap to go to San Marie. That's the conclusion I've reached. It's really cheap to go to San Marie because people keep dying. Now it's it's weird. It has a rotating cast. What they what they the the commissioner did was he hired a foreigner to be the police 
uh, uh, the chief police inspector because he knew that he most of the murders were happening with the tourists. <laughs> so in his wisdom, he hired a foreigner to deal with them. So he originally it was oh god, it was Richard Ben Paul. Miller's character. I can't remember his name. Sorry, what was his name? Richard Paul. Richard Paul was the first character, um, but. You have to remember the character the, the the island was half French because it was under French colony as a French colony at one point. So it also hires a uh, French detective to 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 match up with her. And I can't remember her name too. And I can picture Camille. everything. Camille, yes, because her and Humphrey always had a thing because she brought my compass right at the end. Um, and she he hires these people and they kind of then swap them out. So they, she got replaced with Florence. Um, Richard got replaced with Humphrey. Then Humphrey got replaced with Richard got killed. He got killed, yes. He got killed, and um, Humphrey came in to solve his murder at the start of season three. Yes, I remember falling yeah, off the side he, of the balcony. I think he was my favourite favourite out of all of them. I mean, I like the, um, the Irish fellow, but... I like them all. I don't I know. know that, but I, just I thought like, I uh, Ruff I Little, like but I like Ruff Little. They're, they're all great. I haven't, I, I, I've got a, uh, I haven't seen Ralph Little yet. I've been meaning to watch the, the Ralph Little season of it, so so far and i haven't got round to it yet but um i like rough little anyway so i'm, I'm sure he'll be good i'm i'm not sure who he is to be fair ralph little he's the one with all the allergies i know yeah i, I know he's the one with all the allergies oh, as an actor, I, he was in he was in numerous things like two pints of lager and a packet of uh, crisps that's where i first knew him from and then he, was, he also played in the royal family as well jersey town football club he did yes um, that. um, but he's, he's a funny actor. I don't know. I just I can't. Um, you must know him. You do know football. No, but all right, he <laughs> might play football. But uh, at the moment, he's got a lot to go to um, endear me to his character because um, I just find him a whiny little bitch from the start, and I can't stand it. I he's the first detective who's been in the show who i don't like i just really? don't like don't it's, like him see the thing it's it's weird because when you had florence and humphrey humphrey was doddering proper old man doddering yeah know? clumsy and florence yeah. was like the one who would keep his notepad and his car keys and all this stuff and she had this look this great look of tolerance he'd do something and then she'd shoot the camera she wouldn't have to say a word she'd shoot the camera a look where it's like kind of he's doing it a fucking game isn't he yeah, there's your notepad. Yeah, I'll wipe your nose. Yeah, he's sitting again, and his hand just comes in and goes. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and, yep. and oh, that, those little things that 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 that, that, that make uh, to make characters much more interesting. It's weird because if you watch um, Stargate Atlantis, the character's a character called Taylor and a character called Rodney McKay, and she has a similar relationship with him, mm. where she has this look of tolerance. She knows that she he's a genius and he can fix things, but boy, is he a fucking pain in the ass. And it's the same relationship dynamic between those two. Um, I, I liked Richard Paul at first because he, he, he they wrote like a, tried to write like a stereotypical English copper. He, he looked did. like he be the inspector in Midsummer, and they literally just lifted him out and popped him into the thingy and made him really uncomfortable. He, he was only ever wearing a suit, a tie, no matter the weather. And he had he always had his bag with it. Yeah, he'd be in like like kind of ninety degree weather with his suit on. With his briefcase, he was a briefcase wanker. Yes, he um, would never. Sometimes he might loosen the top button on his shirt. Yes, but 
But you'd never let anyone see that he'd loosened the top button on his no. shirt. It would be when no one's looking. He was like, oh, I was looking. And then, then you compare him. Um, yeah, he was very like, I'm, I need a drink. Yeah. I need tea. And yes. um, it's like, it's 90 degrees out here. Yeah, tea. Whereas Humphrey comes along and uh, he was like a breath of fresh air for the characters around him, wasn't he? Mm. Although he was a bit bumbling, a bit of a, you know, klutz. Um, he'd be walking along. And then you look down and go, shit, I'm actually walking in the sea and I'm a bit wet. Mm. And, you know, and they go, and they're going, um, uh, you're in the sea? And he goes, yes, yes, I am. This sort of happens to me. And he's in Catherine's bar and she goes, what drink do you want? Expecting him to say tea because he's English. Mm. And she went, do you want tea? And he went, oh, God, no. It's too hot for that. Surprise me. And she's like, oh, my God, for that. Mm. You know. But then you've got, um, oh, I've forgotten his name, uh, the next DI who Mooney. is Irish Mooney. Yeah. Um, I, I think I liked his character. He was obviously had a, uh, an older head on his shoulders, but he was, again, he was quite likeable. He wasn't bumbling. He just had a, he was not too quirky, but he was just a likeable older Irish DI, wasn't he? Really, yeah. Um, uh, the less said about the latest one, I, I need to see the latest series to see if he. I, 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 th- I thought it was good. It, it's the way that, that my, my favorite character in it is Selwyn, who's a police commissioner who always gives, yeah, it, always gives me the impression he doesn't do anything, but he's always up to something. There was, there was an episode, uh, in series three or four, um. Actually, four. We were watching season four at the moment with Humphrey. And he's turned up. Selwyn's turned up. He's said a few things. And he goes, keep me abreast of the situation. And he walks away, you know, slowly. <laughs> as he goes. And uh, Humphrey says to the team, I do wonder what he does all day. And they all sort of looked at him and went, oh, never mind. <laughs> uh, hey, he's, he's great. There was one. I think it was, I think it was with Humphrey where he, he, I think it was like in the first season that Humphrey was there. And he turned around and goes, look at him, he goes, I've always wanted to say this. And he's like being really kind of, was, I can't remember the actor's name. Um, oh, anyway, the actors, the actors have got, he's very, very, he has received pronunciation, talks really posh. Selwyn. Sorry? The Commissioner. The Commissioner Selwyn, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, that is Don Warrington. Don Warrington. Don Warrington. If you ever hear Don Warrington talk normally, he's got received pronunciation, talks really posh and that. And he looks mm. at him with his little glean in his eye and he's like, kind of, you've, I've always wanted to say this. You've got 24 hours to solve this case. <laughs> like that. Then it walks off. And you can go. <laughs> and it's like the way the actor played him. It's this little gleam in his eye. Because you know what? It doesn't matter how bad this works out. You've got 24 hours. It's just always liked that. And the character. Yeah. I, I, I like all the characters. I don't think I've, I've, I've hated any of the characters in, in it. I think they're all, you know, they're all fine. I think the only one I didn't like in it was the person who plays Florence in Moody's season um, because she didn't do anything. I she, didn't, she was just there. They never I gave her. I feel was... bad for the actress because she doesn't. She wasn't given anything as an actress to work with. I'm not sure if she was in it, was she? I'm just looking she at this. In it. Um, and she's not even... Second, last season, she just left recently. I think she's been in two seasons. She did nothing. You didn't know anything about her. Hmm. Wasn't um, really character. Yeah, I mean, she was quite good from when she joined. Um, 
I mean, she she joined at, uh, what is it, the end of third, start of fourth, wasn't it? And uh, yeah, uh, I think it was the beginning of the season. She joined as a sergeant because um, Fidel left. No, no, it was because Florence left. No, she was Florence was a replacement. No, no, no. She, so Fidel was uh, along. He was a sergeant. He took. He got his sergeant exam. Passed his sergeant exam. Yeah. So he he was sergeant alongside Dwayne. Yeah. And then Fidel got an offer and he moved away and they replaced her with Florence. So Florence was the sergeant. Okay. Then, um, then, uh, what's her face moved away. I've forgotten her name now. I said it earlier. Um, Camille left to go to France, Paris undercover. And that's when Florence took over from Camille. And, uh, the yeah. DS. Then, then, then so Florence awesome. gets shot, and her boyfriend gets killed, and then, the, then Watsomush comes over to evaluate her because every time someone gets shot who works for the French detective agencies, they have to have an evaluation, and then she winds up staying on after, if I remember correctly. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I mean, we're working <clears throat> we're on season, um, season uh, four at the moment, midway through, so. It, we need um i need to watch more because yes, i really uh, do like it it's one it's, of those that we have been do you, want, do, you want, do you want to hear the funny thing nine is that they're on season 10 it's they're having the 10th anniversary and they're bringing back as many of the cast as they can even the guy who plays richard paul is coming back so i'm assuming there's a case that he picked up didn't finish humphrey picked up didn't finish moody picked up didn't finish and the ralph little character is going to finish off because yeah. that's the only way you can really do it. Is in this case of like I don't know someone who's been yeah. like a serial killer or something has been murdering, but they collect yeah. it. And Camille is back to assist, I think. Yes. It's, and I think I'm gonna I'm gonna enjoy the hell out of that. That's the only thing on the BBC that I like. It's I watched Doctor Who on New Year's Day. That's because mm. I couldn't oh, watch all the Cobra Kai in one sitting. That's punishment enough not being able to watch Cobra Kai, but then watching Doctor Who. I, do, I the thing is I watched it and I was like. It's got John Barrowman in it. I quite like John Barrowman in it. John Barrowman was desperately not trying to outshine anyone, but clearly fucking did. Um, it's terrible garbage. Don't watch it. Save yourself the time. No, it was a okay. garbage story. Nothing really happened. Um, it was. It felt. You know how you compared season one of this new Doctor to being really enclosed and not feeling big and just feeling lonely yes. and 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 it very much felt like that. Yeah, um, and it it was shit. It was shit. It wasn't. It felt like fun. an empty universe. She's no, she's not the doctor. She can't play the doctor. She doesn't light up the, the screen. She she was bland and shit. Um, she can't act. The, there was the, there was nothing there that was good. She can't act. Except John Barrowman. Just to ignore that, um, whatever program you were just talking about exists, which I do, I ignore it. Um, I'd like to just say, I know you've you've segued on to whatever that program was, to, but I'd rather carry on talking about Death in Paradise. No, I was it. I was I was kind of moving on to our gaming section because I'm trying I'm desperately just, trying to keep my time in here. Just uh, yeah, just one last thing for Death in Paradise. Um, there are only two characters who have been in all ten seasons. Only two. Oh, that's that's the that's the woman at the bar and seven. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Actually, yes. there's yeah. three. There's three. 
Don't forget Harry. Oh, Harry, Harry doesn't count. No, because I'm sure he was CGI, and then he was real, and then he was CGI. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think so. Yeah. And do you know what? Um, and to end on a nice note, um, I was uh, because we've been watching quite a lot of it, and we really love the scenery of it of that place, the fake San Marie. It's in obviously the Guadeloupe that you said, and um, Guadeloupe. It's in an area of Guadeloupe. I can't even pronounce it. it begins with a B. And they've used in that section a lot of the hotels on the beach along there and along mm. the coastline. They've used a lot of those hotels for scenes and deaths, basically. And um, they do uh, they do tours uh, around there, yes. so you can go <laughs> yeah. visit places. And it apparently doesn't cost much. Obviously, it's locked down at the moment. But um, I was looking into it, going, oh, I wouldn't mind a holiday there. It's fucking amazing. Nigel, have you never been to the Caribbean? No. No. Go to the Caribbean. Yeah, everyone has to do it once. If you can't go to the Caribbean, go to the Seychelles. But you need to do one of those two places because, well, Hawaii, because they're just nice. There's kind of like volcanic islands in in yeah. the water. It just looks amazing, and that um, brings me back to what I said to Keith at the start. He's stuck on this island with the pictures I saw. Just reminds me of the scenery that you get in Death in Paradise, and it and it looks glorious. And I really, really want to go. And on that note, can we go to gaming? Yes, we'll go to gaming. So PS5 came out this year. I think I came out with came out with like four games. Yeah. Um, one was Godfall, not interesting. The other one was Bug Snacks, which you've played and I've played, and I'm like, this is like a PS3 game. Um, yeah. And um, with Bug Snacks, uh, um, I've noticed it takes forever to load and when you go between different places different zones it also takes forever to load and it's nowhere near as good as miles morales yeah yeah it is so it's so miles morales is a weird one because miles morales kind of comes across as a um what you call it uh an add-on for the spider-man game so there's more like if you played the add-ons like the ones with uh black cat and whatnot feels like that but they expanded it they they put snow all over the place and they ex- stretched the missions out across the map and you got to play as, as miles morales it's a little whiny um it does need a bit of a slap peter just needs to give him a couple of backhands and i'm sure it'll be fine um but it is a good game and really enjoyable i'm a little annoyed at the tip that what they did with the tinkerer i would have preferred it if she would have worked for the tinkerer and maybe murdered the tinkerer and took his stuff that might have worked a bit better, you know. She was bought, you know. He was a, she was his, he was a, um, sorry, she was his protege, and yeah. that kind of thing as as, as things were pulled up. Um, I played it in the the ray tracing mode. Everyone said play it in the sixty frames with the baked in lighting rather than the ray tracing, not the baked in lighting. Went and played it that way. Um, really enjoyed the, the the crap out of it. It took me a good while to get back into it. Because I could swing across the, I could get across one side of New York Island to the other in like kind of like thirty seconds. Previously, because there's like little tricks to to make it go quicker. Um, it's like you do the swing, you jump onto the thing, you do the boost off, you swing down and get to the bottom of it, you then swing up, and then it just gets you so much speed, and you get like trophies and stuff like that. It took me a good while to get back into it and kind of get into the swing of it. The load times are really noticeable because when you play spider-man on the ps4 and you like kind of if you ever took the subway just to see what how the subway worked in it the subway in this is you press the button and you're walking up the stairs 
to where you're going. There's no subway pit in the middle. It's just just up the stairs, and then you're in, which is fantastic, absolutely brilliant um, thing. Um, Rhino is the bad guy uh, as the big kind of not the big bad guy, but the, as the bad guy. Rocks and Corporation naturally, they're the bad guys. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> and as soon as as soon as you saw them and their head honcho that you meet when you're with Peter after defeating Rhino, you think, yeah. He comes across as a bit of a smarmy git, and he's yes. going to be the big bad here. Um, Even so, though he well, actually tell me the tinkerer was the bad guy because yeah. she fucked up royally. Well, I get, yeah. The only thing um, I I did really enjoy the game. I enjoyed the swing in the fighting and the new moves and everything that they gave you. Um, the only thing that annoyed me is um, when you fight the tinkerer. She's got all these fancy toys. Mm-hmm. However, I wouldn't have thought those fancy toys would have. Stopped her being knocked the fuck out as soon as spider-man hit her because that's not the sort of toys that she had yeah. she had toys to do damage to people and to fly and but when he got hit in the face by spider-man who can hit pretty hard let's be fair you would have thought bang she's down oh cool she's down. but no she she lasts longer than bloody rhino yeah and think- that that pissed me off that was a touch of um Oh, the Blackbird in Uncharted 4, where you could you didn't even get to fight her as a boss at the end, which was yeah. annoying as hell. And the, uh, to be fair, the um, the end fight with the Tinkerer was really quite. Um, it, it had a mixture of uh, difficulty in there and a bit of skill that you needed, and uh, a little bit in there that was good. I didn't I didn't mind the bat, the big fight at the end of the game. Um, quite quite good quite cool and uh, yeah it was just a shame about that i uh, as soon as i finished the game i did decide that i would um start on new gay plus so yeah i, I did that with uh, decided to get new, i wanted the new um uh bits that unlock once you start a new game plus yeah that's it is it's good because you cause you do get those extra bits that, that you unlock as you as you go um, and you need those if you want to platinum. Ah, oh, dude, you can just pop it on. I popped the Spider-Man PS4 when I got all the gear and New Game Plus mode. And I'm joking, I was unfucking stoppable. Keith even will attest to the fact that I go do this, and it was like, oh my god, you are completely unstoppable with all these add-ons. Yeah, you yeah. are. It, it's a very enjoyable game, to be fair. Um, for it me, it a little bit more than I didn't bother with a DLC on Spider-Man. Uh, the original game. But um, I don't feel like Miles Morales is short enough to be DLC. It's, it was long enough to keep me entertained. It's probably not, you know, a full price game in my opinion. It's sort of like midway between. It should maybe be full price game, Nigel. So, so because it was originally intended to be DLC. So mm. you got your wish there. They they they, they got your nice. They got you back on that one. Um, yeah, that was that. I really enjoyed the crap out of that one. Another one that I really enjoyed the hell out of was um, Days Gone. Now, Days Gone, when it launched, had a lot, it was like a bit of a buggy mess. And considering that um, The Last of Us Part Two came out and just, just fucking, just, yeah, Days Gone is the zombie game to replace that. Even though they're technically not zombies, they're suffering from what they call the hooligan virus, which makes everything more aggressive and uh, and stuff. And it's great. It's like imagine watching. Um, uh, what do you call it? The Walking Dead. But they followed through on everything, yeah? 
so they follow through. So the bit where the helicopter f- uh, turns up, they chase down the helicopter and find out what the helicopter's doing, yeah? So they follow through on it. The, the, the origin of the virus, you actually find out what the origin of the virus was, yeah? The, the, the fact that you're, you, the virus, it, it, will the, the, the walkers and walking dead die off? Will they starve to death? Yeah, or will they just carry on? Yeah, but well, they, they answer this question in there. But it's all done through very clever ways when you interact with this, this organization called Nero. On top of that, you've got people, imagine imagine coming across Negan's lot and being able to murder them and that they all stay dead. Yeah. <laughs> that is what you get in, in Days Gone. Yeah. There's a bit where it's like fucking incy wincy spider and you take care of these people. They call, call themselves rippers and they hock themselves up on this drug and they don't feel any pain. So they carve shit into their forehead and whatnot. Yeah. Imagine having all of these things. Yeah. But it all works out. Imagine having the military in The Walking Dead. Yeah. Because you didn't have the military. That's the one thing that was missing from The Walking Dead. Imagine having them in The Walking Dead. Yeah. Imagine all this other stuff, and and it plays out, and it all adds up, and 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 it works out beautifully, and it's a really good game. I'm actually worried that when they do the sequel, though, I don't want them to use the same character. I want that character to come in and save their lives, yeah. And there's a twist at the end of the game, yeah. And it's talked about at the beginning of the year. And there's a twist at the end of the game when you get to the end of the game and you get called out of the radio. It goes, come meet me, and it's like I don't need to meet you. I've got everything I want. Come and meet me. I need to tell you about some stuff. And then you go and meet this guy, and he explains, and then you see that, oh fuck, things are a lot worse than I actually thought. So the game then gets that kind of thing to to, to carry on. I've played it on the on the PS4 at the beginning of the year on a standard PS4, and I played it on my PS5 where it's got the the patch to make it 60 frames a second to up all the graphics and stuff. And it is it is good one good looking game, and the details they put in there it's it's just all over the top, you know, really good. Good stuff in there, and uh, you need to play it, Nigel. On your got PS5. It it's on the, the PlayStation collection. I've got it. I've got it downloaded. It was one of the first games when I looked at um, the PS Plus collection. Um, I went through the list, going, "Yep, yep, yep, yep." I want that one, that one, that one. And Days Gone is the only one that I downloaded from that collection. Um, and I have played it a little bit. I've um, gone to the first camp that you uh, go to get because he's trying to get his motorbike back and you um you do get this a uh, bit of a rust bucket bike and it is um yeah so far it is a really good game but um it, it builds i start a bit crap yeah. to be honest with you. yeah the thing the thing was I, I started it and i'm going right i can see myself playing a lot of this so i want to finish miles morales first get that out of the way and then i can get on to days gone because days gone does look like it's got a lot of depth to it so it's certainly one I'm going to be putting a bit of time into. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, could be play, play. Keith, if you get a chance to play Days Gone, play get Days Gone. It's a really good game. It really is. <laughs> Seriously, there's some bits in it. The twist. I, I want Nigel to finish it so I can talk to him about the twist at the end because there's a twist at the end and it's fantastic. <laughs> and it fits perfectly and it explains a lot of stuff. Because there's bits in the game that you're going, why can't I do this? And then when you get to the end of it, you go, oh, that's why I couldn't do it. Oh, I would have given away that. Ah, and it's it's really done well done. You wanted to have quickly talk about God of War, but before you start, you know that the sequel to God of War is coming out this year, 2021. I do. I heard that. Yeah. Um, God of War. I wanted I wanted to give a little mention because um, before I started Spider Man uh this year 
I was playing God of War just to finish it off, and it was a very enjoyable game. Good, very good um, fighting mechanics, and there was only a couple of bits that knocked me on it. Was the you know the when you can move to different realms, even though there you unlock the um, the big like I don't know realm selector. There were some that were locked off, even though you could. You could see them, but you could, they were locked, and they looked like they would never be implemented. I thought it would be part of DLC um, to unlock that realm and then go through it, but it never was. There was never anything like that. So it was a very... I know this is, I'm going to keep this fairly brief with God of War because everyone must know about God of War by now. Um, very good game. I enjoyed the mechanics. I like the, I like the different weapons that you can... Um, that you can get good variety in them and i love the fact that that he's with a kid and he's teaching him the ways one that kid's name boy no he's not boy that's his name boy no his name his name's loki yeah <laughs> that's and, and, and if you know anything about loki and balder Loki got balder killed for a joke um, and it's when she gives him the thing, it's made of mistletoe, and I'm like, oh, I know how he's gonna die now because I know my, I know my Norse mythology. Um, yeah, yeah, and even actually, to, 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 um, uh, indicates the end of of, uh, of Loki and that. So that that game was good. The best bit I think was when he had to go to um, Helheim, and he gets his Hellblades, and they're fantastic. Actually. I think Keith, your your thing's going off for a second, mate. Sorry, I can hear his Siri going off. He's sitting there in his. I hope he's drinking a cocktail. I'll have to check on him in a moment. Um, but yeah, that was it. Was a really good game. The fight, the last fight when you're fighting through the giant realm. I think it's the giant realm, or my yeah, it was the giant realm, not Helheim. When you're fighting through that, that was that was great. And then you finally get to the realm, and you find out all the giants have been killed off. That was yeah, like, and then there's the mural on the wall of how Loki gets it, but they've included thingy. I think that they're going to do God of War like they originally intended to, where the God of War he collects weapons and stuff, and then at one point he gets Kronos's scythe. Kronos is is, is, the, is, the, is the the big Greek god, uh, the Titan that, that started it all off, uh, and he gets his scythe. Yeah, and then eventually. Chrono, uh, um, what's his mush, um, Kratos turns into, he gets like a black hood and stuff, and he's holding a scythe. And guess what? He's got death. And that's how it's supposed to, to wind up. He's supposed to be the, the one death, the one that comes for, for all. Um, or Doom, I think it was in, uh, no, it was Doom in, yeah, it's Doom in the uh, thingy where Doom comes for everyone at the end in uh, Greek mythology. Or could be Nordic. I can't remember. Um, so yeah, that was that was fantastic. Okay, yeah. all right. And, um, I know um, it's not a game. However, we spoke about PS Five. Um, we both got uh, the next Xbox Series um, X and S, and the thing that come with it, Ultimate Pass. So, although it's not a game in particular, it's worth mentioning that um, since getting the Xbox Series X and you got the S. Um, Ultimate Pass has been brilliant um, due to sheer amount of games that are available to download and just play. Um, so I'm I'm pretty happy so far with um, my ex. Actually, I think 
probably I, I'm just a bit gutted. There's no exclusives on there to to properly play. I've been playing Gears Five a bit and Gears yeah. Four mostly, which is great. Forza, I've downloaded Forza Horizons. That's a decent enough game, like a yeah. like our game here and there. Um, I'm just hoping. I'm just looking forward to a this current gen exclusive. Yeah, yeah. It's on. Someone's phone's going off. Right. Uh, before we move on to our, our, our final what the fuck section, um, uh, happy new lockdown to you, Baxter. And um, I've realised he's got Greta bloody Thunberg in his in his, in his bloody image there. Happy, happy. Um, what do you call it? Oh, hooky playing Greta Thunberg. Uh, hello, Belinda Hobbit. Um, I forgot that right. Balden Hot Bald Balden Hobbit. Um, off to a bit tired, um, but yeah, thanks, thanks for that. And let's move on to our, our final what the fuck thing, and uh, we'll uh, get that sorted. So, <laughs> okay, so girls seven, it's always about a mum, it's always a mum in these stories that I pick, I don't know why. Um, it doesn't involve a sex toy this time, okay, guys? Um, a girl of seven asks uh, duck birthday cake and mum's hilarious attempt goes viral. A mum pleaded with people not to laugh her attempt to recreate a duck cake that her daughter picked out of a cookbook to celebrate her seventh birthday. Okay, so here's the picture of the duck. It's quite a crazy she's abuse of... Uh, she is using crisps. As Oh, okay, <laughs> and popcorn. Now, popcorn you can get away with. Um, okay, um, it looks the neck on the, the problem with that cake will be because my wife knows all about making cakes. Is the neck on that? That thing's going to need a, 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 a big old bit of down rod through to hold the neck in place. Yeah, um, and this is. <laughs> <laughs> it looks like a, a angry elderly hedgehog. I can't see any difference. <laughs> um, you know what? I think the effort is appreciated there. Um, it does it does look like a, like an angry, like an angry bird rather than than um, than a duck, and uh, like it is identical. <laughs> but look at that! It's just oh, it's the red eyes. I think that makes it look angry. It looks like it looks like these popcorn looks like hair in rollers for an old person. Um, yeah. but I think it's, you know, the effort was there. She put the effort in, she tried her best and that, you know, that deserves a, a, uh, how can I put it? <laughs> a thumbs up and whatnot. Uh, anyway. Brilliant. Guys, on that note, I think it's time to wrap up our first podcast of 2021. Okay. So guys, hey. um, thanks for watching. Um, if you can like comment, subscribe and all that jazz in the, in the bits. We'll catch you in our next podcast. Say goodbye, guys. Goodbye, guys. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.
Is it wrong that I've thought of a witty comeback for when a customer agent puts on a pair of rubber gloves? And it's, could you put some hemorrhoid cream on that and check my grapes? 